Hey, pod people, I'm Benjamin Alaco. And I'm Carrie. And this is Last, Last Year's Horror. Horror. It's the horror movie podcast that's always a year behind. This episode, we're discussing a movie that reminds us that a lot of people think Stephen King's endings suck. No, seriously, that's like a central part of this movie's message. That's right. I think Stephen King himself says the same thing. So, yeah. Interesting. That's his cameo, remember? He's like, Oh, yeah. The ending sucked. Yeah, okay. I, I see what you're saying. Anyway, we're talking about It Chapter 2. It Chapter 2 was written by Gary Doberman. Not Doberman, I don't think. Doberman. And was, of course, based on the novel It by Stephen King. It was directed by Andy Muschietti. And it stars Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy, Bill Hader, Isaiah Mustafa, Jay Ryan, James Ransone, and let's not forget Bill freaking Skarsgård and his epic strings of drool. Yay! Seriously drools every scene that he's in. Do you think they, like... Just had like a little like sponge like to get to <laughs> so you wouldn't mess up his makeup or maybe yeah. I mean it's real drool yeah there's definitely not you know it's not fake it's not like a drool a drool drop like yeah. you know they do eye drops to make people cry there's no drool drops in this drool drops is hard to say anyway it chapter two was released in 2019 on September 8th if it's not this year's it must be last year's or it was a horrible year, but have no fear, it's just horror that we're talking about. Cause if it's not this year's, it must be last year's horror, horror. And if it is this year's, we'll talk about it next year on last year's horror. And we're back. So fun fact, this is the third, that's right, one, two, three, third, Stephen King adaption i feel like i said that funny adaptation adaptation <laughs> we've talked about this season and the second in a row we're discussing after dr sleep the other one was pet cemetery which also marked a first appearance of today's return guest that was a mouthful like i don't I know. know why it's that was so hard sentence. for me to say well it's a big giant run-on sentence so yeah i feel like you can definitely tell his reading because I, <laughs> I mean i just i write these i write these scripts and you have a different cadence than i do you know yeah i do this is all staying okay in, tyler just 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 jump in just, <laughs> yeah. just, just, just hi tyler in. tyler you know z hi hello <laughs> uh and i'm glad to be back for my second appearance on this podcast and we are pumped to have you we had to have you on to talk about another stephen king story adaptation whatever because you were on to talk about pet cemetery and i think we all kind of agreed that, that movie not great yeah yeah that was a general consensus yeah and i don't actually know your feelings on this movie yet which we'll get into momentarily but hopefully maybe maybe slightly better maybe we'll have better things to say about this one Without spoilers, uh, I can tell you, you will also be confused how I feel about this movie, because I am not entirely sure either. <laughs> you know, I think I understand. Like, I, I get, get that. Yeah, I, I too. totally get that. That's yeah. why I did the weird laugh. Gulp. So, so uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and you did see this movie in theaters, right? Yes. Uh, very, like the second weekend, I think we saw it. We also saw it in theaters. Um, I don't think it was opening weekend, because we don't 
generally go to movies at opening weekend because annoying things happen. Especially popular uh, anticipated ones like this was. Yes. I feel like because I'm basically a 12-year-old boy, the only one I've gone to like opening weekend was like the third Harold and Kumar movie <laughs> in 3D. Yeah. Which is awful, but I still love it, so... Yeah, fortunately that's more forever. A, fortunately, that's more a cult fame, cult popular. So yeah, yeah right, <laughs> right. People there. Truth. Uh, we're gonna start with a round of brief spoiler-free review. So if you haven't seen the movie, uh, no worries at this time. I'm gonna nominate. You look so scared. Yourself. You're gonna nominate yourself. To go <laughs> you look so scared. All right, fine. I'll nominate myself Woo! to go first. Um, I was like, what the fuck happened in this movie? All right, so... <laughs> That's why I looked scared, because I was like, what am I going to say? I don't actually know what I'm going to say. Hold this on, time. let me go to my notes. Well, I feel like even, like, the TV it movie, like, when you were a kid that you watched with uh, Tim Curry, I feel like the second half wasn't th as fun back then. It's still, like, yeah. not as fun the second time around. Fun but, fact, the director agrees with you. Yeah. I, of, of the miniseries? Yes. Yeah. Ah. So, um, I, I, th I liked it more the second time that we watched it than I did the first time. I still get really sad at certain parts and really happy at certain parts, but I don't know. It, I mean, it had a lot of good actors. Um, what's his name? James McAvoy he knows how to wear some jeans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and casual jackets. Yeah. yeah legit. I want to say three quarters of the way through Carrie turned to me and she literally said, I love you, but he knows how to wear some jeans. <laughs> you know, like full, the whole cast was rocking like the CW fashion. Look. Yeah. 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 For real. Yeah. The outfits were on point. Well, um, you had a thing about Jessica Chastain's white shirt. Oh, too, I was going to get, gonna I get was going to get to that a little later. Cause that's okay. a spoiler. We'll hold on to that. I feel one, like yeah. that's a spoiler. <laughs> All right. Um, no. So obviously it has a really good cast. Um, it's funny at parts. I don't know. Like, I feel like <sighs> this is hard to describe. It's hard to say what I feel and think. So yeah, Tyler, so like many emotions, Tyler nailed it. Like I'm still, <laughs> I'm still trying to swim through all my thoughts here. So maybe I shouldn't have gone first. <laughs> That's appropriate because there was a lot of swimming in this movie. Yes. Oh, yes. Touche. <laughs> I did that on purpose, didn't I? Well, you know, they all float. Yeah, floats. Down yeah. where they are. So, yeah. I don't know. I feel like the older I get, well, we've already talked about this spoiler last episode. What? That, like, I'm not the huge, like, the biggest Stephen King fan. Yeah. And I feel like the older I get, the more I'm just, like, his stuff is so just, like, on the nose that yeah. I, like, roll my eyes. I'm like, come the fuck on. Like, let's... No offense to him. He's done his life. He's done it well. But it's just... It's not for me. His adaptations in particular are hard, too, because I think that where... This is a whole other thing about Stephen King, but... It, in particular, is such a long book that even the on-the-nose stuff, which I think is there... It's surrounded by a lot of really excellent exposition and stuff. And when you're dealing with a uh, and characterization, right? Um, it, really, it's the characterization, not exposition. I I, I said that wrong. So um, his characters are great, uh, and I think that's his strength as a writer. He's a really good character writer. But so so where I was going with this is when you ad adapt that into a movie, you have to cut out so much because his, he's just really long winded. 
and I don't think that his plots are always the strongest, but his characters are awesome and they have to squeeze so much out, you know, when you squeeze it into a movie format. So I think personally, I think that's partially why so many of his adaptations fall flat because you don't have the room to just spend time with the character and get to really know them and like them. That's true. And I never read, I've only read his like autobiography, which was good. And Carrie, because I mean, that's my name. <laughs> that's the only reason you read it. You're like, hey, what is this? He only learned later it was by Stephen King. That's right. <laughs> any, any book or, or movie that has the word Carrie in it or a character, yeah. Carrie. Yeah, that's me. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, his characters are great. Like, I didn't hate this movie. I I think it was pretty good. I don't know. It was, yeah. it was all right. Like, I, f- I definitely enjoyed it more the second time. I feel like things just aren't as much fun when you're an adult, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Like, things aren't, like, you have such different fears when you're an adult versus when you're a kid. Like, your imagination really goes wild. And then, so, I don't I don't know. And I feel like, you know, the adult version is way more serious because, yeah. you know, it needs to be. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's good for what it is. I don't hate it. I just wanted to say really quick before we go on for anyone who doesn't like this movie because they quote unquote did not have enough Bill Sarsgaard's Bill Sarsgaard. Oh, I butchered that. Uh, can go fuck themselves because he did a wonderful job and that's not a reason to dislike a movie. Yeah. And I mean, CGI fan, Bill Sarsgaard is there a lot. You can fangirl on the internet. You can just look up some pictures and pretend he's talking to you and you'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Carrie, who's next? Me or, me or Tyler? You pick. You, because you're uh, you're nervously stroking your goatee. Well, yeah, I, I think that... All right, this is a hard one for me to pin my thoughts down as well, because I also enjoyed it more the second time. I think I was picking it apart the first time I watched it. Maybe my expectations were, I don't know, out of whack or something. I'm also one who I didn't particularly love the first part um with the kids i enjoyed the crap out of it i i came out of it feeling like with that movie it felt more it felt a little bit like a haunted house or something that you go through and you're like that was thrilling and fun and then i totally kind of forgot about all of it like none of the scares or anything really stuck with me i kind of smiled my way through some of the scares because i was like i see what you're doing like that was fun you know but it wasn't uh, there's a lot of cgi and stuff which isn't really my thing i didn't find it disturbing or scary but i you know i found it entertaining as crap and um like in a good way i just found it really entertaining and i kind of feel the same way about this i do agree with carrie that i think for a lot of people not having the kids front and center it has a different feel to it i think it's still funny in a lot of parts and it's still playful in a lot of parts but there's just something about watching a horror movie for adults that stars children and the children are just dropping f-bombs and running around town like you know throwing rocks at bullies and stuff there's just something nostalgic and fun and and kind of escapism e about that and so when you when you bring the adults in it's like oh this is more like your typical horror movie where you've got the adults and they're gonna battle a thing you know so i think this movie tries to wedge in the kids as much as they can initially like when i first watched it i thought that 
All the kids stuff felt a little bit unnecessary and the movie is very long. And I, I don't necessarily think that the, the flashbacks to the, to the childhood moments really move the plot forward. Yeah, but, I agree. So that was kind of my, my nitpick the first time I watched it. But I will say I really like a lot of the trippy camera work that happens in this. I do enjoy seeing a horror movie that has a gigantic budget because we just never see that. And so there's a lot of stuff here that I just I just enjoy it as in it's another entertaining movie. I, I agree, though, that it's kind of like something I would put on maybe to kill some time or something a lot of time yeah (laughs) it's yeah a a lot of time and so you know if i'm cleaning the house you know maybe i'll put it on in the background or something but i don't think this is a movie i'm going to come back to and be like this movie's a masterpiece again i love you very much but if i want to watch james mcavoy in some tight jeans wiggle on the bike i might watch it again I understand. I actually, <laughs> I I think I actually said the same thing to you before you, you said did. it to me. I was you like, did. I was like, yeah, that guy's got some nice jeans. <laughs> you said he knows how to wear jeans and boots. That's yeah, what you said. Jeans like, and the boots. He's got nice lines. Started. You know, it's like it's all about the it's all about the lines <laughs> for a dude. Yeah, yeah. I think we appreciate it for different reasons, yeah. but sure, lines. Wow. <laughs> Gonna have to say. I am not saying anything about Jessica Chastain. <laughs> holding my holding my tongue. I gotta say, as far as attractive actors go, Jay Ryan was totally my man. Oh, yeah, he's cute. Wait, which one is he? He was Ben. Oh, yeah, he's a hunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's cute. <laughs> well, I think um, I think that both me and Carrie talked for more than a minute. So, Tyler... Oh, yeah, that was um, a long time. <laughs> Tyler, you, it, is, it is by far uh, your turn, well overdue. What would you think about this movie, spoiler free? Yeah, it's really tricky with this one. And... Um, I'm going to I'm going to go tonight based totally on movie alone and not the book which I'm a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. It's pretty evenly divided on things I loved and things I did not. Oh, my biggest criticism I think is there are many times in the movie they broke away from the source material for to great effect I thought. Yeah. Unfortunately, diverting from the source material kind of made the source material they were faithful to uh irrelevant or not necessary what do you mean uh especially with like we'll talk about henry bowers when we get into the spoiler section but uh, i thought <laughs> sure, his sure. entire the yeah. changes they made to the storyline made his entire plot line pretty uh not necessary in my yeah opinion. i would agree with that too I, that is definitely something i thought about i thought uh i had a note about how i don't think you see many horror sequels like this movie you know these days, when there's a sequel to a horror movie, it's really about what happens next. And yeah. this movie spends a lot of time uh, going into the past and yeah. referencing things from the first movie. And I find that to be a strength to it, actually. Hmm. Like, And uh, I also think uh, you don't see many horror movies of this kind with like the kind of depth it has to its characters. Yeah. But I think it owes that to its source material. Uh unfortunately yeah agreed i also think this cast is pretty stacked yes and i don't think they would have had half of these people if the first movie didn't make so much money totally yeah absolutely yeah it's really tricky i'm very half in half out with this movie overall i found it enjoyable i would say well it's funny you you kind of said that about some of the the source material in the 
you know, some of the plot threads don't really seem like they pay off. It reminded me of something that I don't think is a spoiler that is maybe worth mentioning on the, the negative side of my feelings about this movie, where I just, I had the same criticisms of the first movie, but I don't think it's super clear what are its limitations like yeah. what are what are the rules of this monster because it seems like it can show up in an apartment it can grab you like it grabs bev in the first movie and just take you to the sewer it it waits for people to come to it sometimes it it so yeah it's, it's not this super time clear. it also didn't just go after children it, yeah 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 like i couldn't tell if it was if it, is this a physical monster is yep. he ethereal is he in your head yeah because one of the first times that we see it acting up in the movie without really giving anything away it is kind of like oh it's not real it's not real and then it turns out yeah it wasn't real and it's like well wait what what i thought it's eating people if it's <laughs> so it's there's there's an aspect of illusion there's an aspect of physicality it's not always clear what is what and i maybe you use that for tension but just in terms of you know world building what what are the rules of this monster it it just seems like it's a it's an easy way for the the story to go wherever they want it to and the monster to do whatever they want it to in the moment that they need it to do it for the plot you know yeah and speaking of lack of clarity what's with what really makes things confusing is giving Pennywise a kind of backstory in that one scene. Yeah, I was very confused. And we'll, uh, let's save that until yeah, we're, sure. we're beyond the spoiler wall. Um, but lots of questions about that myself. Um, but that was, that was definitely one of the things that I felt is just, I think it's a problem for the movie that it, this thing, the rules just really are all over the map, you know, and what it can do and what it can't do are just totally, you know, and, and like Carrie said, the first thing that we see right away is a, a at least young adult victim, like teenager, late, you know, early 20s, I'd say. So, yeah, kind of a mild spoiler there, I guess. But, you know, that's very one of the very first things we see in the movie. Yeah. Can we jump in then? Yeah, let's let's move Sorry, beyond Tyler, the spoiler did wall. Did you want to so. say something? I was yeah. just going to like wrap up my feelings. Uh, I guess yeah, I'd, yeah. Oh, I think ahead. it'd be it'd be too much to say it's a beautiful mess to me. I'd say it's a <laughs> enjoyable or at least passable mess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I also will say, so its runtime is two hours and 50 minutes, but I can't say I ever felt like it was going slow. So I'll give it that credit. I actually yeah. did. I wrote a note. Mm. yeah i'll be interested I to hear was, where that was then uh it was actually pretty i guess early on it was after well i feel like i'm gonna spoil it all right let's let's oh, wait no. then but yeah. in the first third first half yeah for sure yeah yeah and so before we jump through the the spoiler wall i would say the only place that i felt like it dragged was when we were doing all the flashbacks with the kids because yeah. it was kind of like okay i want to get back to where they're actually supposed right. to be going instead of where they were you know yeah. what i mean and that's how i felt actually in this movie i like even though i do prefer the first one first part like in both 
versions I've seen of, you know, it. Um, I was getting annoyed with all the flashbacks with the kids. I was like, can we just focus on the adults? Yeah. Like, let's... <laughs> Well, because it doesn't push the action forward, like no. I said before, right? It's... Like, I feel like one or two worked, and yeah. then the rest, I was like, Ugh. But they had to do... How many adult characters are there? Uh, There's Is that five? Five. And I think we get flashbacks for every single one. So it's almost like when I was watching it the first time, I was like, okay, I'm that was sure two down. I'm pretty sure we get more than that. Yeah. yeah it's like two get... down. We got three to go. We also get, we also get a stand flashback uh, through somebody else. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Six. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's more six flashbacks and so we also get like group flashbacks right yeah. true yeah and then yeah there's just the nostalgic kind of like remember when they were kids in the first movie which i like to remember i like to imagine outside <laughs> in the real world while they're all flashing back at the same time they're all just kind of standing in a circle looking in the air definitely <laughs> until it ends right. <laughs> right let's move beyond the spoiler wall so um yeah we start the movie and i mean I, I think that the movie got a bit of flack for the first victim um, because, you know, it's this gay couple and they're showing how awful Derry is and that I will say I, I liked this opening. I did, too. It's it shows to me. I, here's the thing. Pennywise is played by an attractive Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> I think a lot of people, a lot of people out there, you know, kind of. Like the cosplay and stuff, I feel like people find him weirdly erotic and. Ew. <laughs> I know, Kel I know, Kelsey right, does. Right. So. See, okay, so I, I feel like people want Pennywise to not be pure evil, to be like so they can bang him. Yeah, like you know where you 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 know that he's a villain, but like I feel like people would have loved it if like I'm a Henry, bad boy. Yeah, yeah, like if if Henry oh, Bowers was like murdered by Pennywise and Pennywise was like, now I'm on your side, kids, you know, <laughs> like I'm like, yay! But that's not what it is. It is an evil entity, and it it kind of is the evil of the town. And so I like how the the first kill shows how merciless and shitty Pennywise really is. You know? Yeah. Are you suggesting that Pennywise influenced the hate crime? I think that metaphorically, they're they're one in the same, right? So, the 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 town's evil is Pennywise's evil, and and vice versa in that moment, right? And I, I guess what I meant by wanting Pennywise to be kind of an anti-hero is people love to see the human characters who do shitty things get killed by the big bad, right? Yeah. So. I think a different movie, a different villain, they would have had the homophobes, uh, I guess neo-Nazis, whatever you want to call them, they would have had them get killed by Pennywise, right? Like, yeah. And it would have been like, aha, that's what you get, but... And it would have spared the two guys. Yeah, exactly. Well, I feel like as well, like hate crimes and homophobia usually come from a place of fear, so yeah. hmm. Pennywise is going to eat that fear metaphorically and physically and you know like sp spurred it on i also just liked it for the comedy like i loved that one dude who it's like meg ryan, meg ryan wants her wig back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. like you're my hero i love you yeah that's <laughs> really good i don't know if you guys caught this but uh i caught it on the second viewing the little girl vicky with the birthmark was at the uh, carnival game with the yeah. two guys in the beginning yeah oh really i yeah. did not catch that I the first didn't. time i yeah. didn't even see it this time um 
because yeah i thought it also showed like they're like just super nice people mm-hmm. and it shows like how fear and hatred kind of spurs on these like stupid acts so yeah. yeah i don't know i liked it i i will say i was immediately confused when the dude got eaten because i was like i thought pennywise just Eats went after kids, kids. exactly yeah. so that was the one part i was like what yeah but yeah and also it was it was also weird because because when pennywise kills kids he usually becomes their fears and then kills them as that fear right yeah. and it's not like it's not like he it's not like pennywise was the uh, neo-nazis in disguise like it was right almost yeah. separate where he was just kind of like down by the river and going like "Ooh, look a snack right yeah uh, but i will say i mean mike does say not too long after that that like pennywise has changed because they like damaged him they hurt him but they didn't like completely kill him yeah so i will say maybe they were playing up that but then we don't have another incident that's the same so right yeah yeah it's just really it's it's we're getting mixed messages right and and i wonder if that contributes to sarsgaard please stop with the mixed messages (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i wonder i wonder if that contributes to people people's kind of lukewarm responses to the movie because i do remember right away people were like ah, it's not as good as the first one and i mean even us were like the first one's just more fun yeah. it's a weird introduction to a sequel about a monster that's supposed to kill kids that isn't killing a kid in the beginning i will say uh, i loved the imagery of those all those red balloons appearing on the river yes. yeah, I that, that was yes. legit yeah. freaky that's I, you know, I should have said this at the start because one of this movie's real strengths and one of the things I really enjoy about this movie and the first one is the imagery that in part because they have a gigantic budget, they can just do whatever the fuck they want. And, you know, Pennywise being kind of an all powerful demon god thing or or not Pennywise, but uh, it, you know being able to manipulate reality and stuff. I love the way that they do that consistently throughout the movie where it's just like this. um, It's very dreamlike, like nightmare uh, logic, like dream logic type Mm -hmm. scares and monsters and stuff where you got fortune cookies that have baby faces and stuff. (laughs) And, and like a, a you know a creepy lady who turns into this giant naked troll lady you know with the hair that's floating towards the ceiling it's like they can do whatever they want because that's what pennywise would do and i i like that aspect of the movie i think it works well i think yeah. it's especially present when in the flashback where eddie goes into the pharmacy's basement mm-hmm, this is kind of mm-hmm. like uh, that like, was in the real, scariest. Yeah, yeah. In real life, you're probably like, why would my mom be in the basement of the pharmacy? Right. But if, yeah. if that were like a nightmare, <laughs> I would just take it as is. I'd be like, oh, I guess this is happening. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was going to ask, because I haven't read the book, do... So, in the book, do the adults not remember what happened to them as a kid until they returned to the town? They do not. Okay. And yeah. also... Also... Uh, once they defeat Pennywise and leave town, they start to forget again at the end of the book. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And so when I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast that this movie is shitting on Stephen King's endings, <laughs> it really is like and it, it's a it's a direct commentary, you know, meta commentary on the ending of the book, which I think a lot of people felt was dissatisfying because these great friends, these kids who were such good friends 
even at the end of the book, they all forget each other again. Yeah, it was a, really dissatisfying. It was so, a bummer, I have to say. Yeah, it Not is. Not in a good way. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, what the fuck? Like, gotcha. that sucks. Like, yeah, they do this great thing, and they all bond, and they have this amazing, you know, defeating this monster, and then they're like, they literally just forget each other. So, Yeah, I think I'd, I'd be less annoyed by that if the book wasn't, like, 1,200 pages. Yes. <laughs> if it was like a short story, I'd be like, oh, neat. But it's like, I read this doorstop and you're going to yeah. pull this on me. <laughs> yeah. But in the same way, I, I also appreciate that ending for a horror novel just because, you know, real life uh, horror doesn't, you know, you don't always defeat the big bad in the way that you yeah. want to in a movie or a story. So, And all that being said, the uh, last last scene of the book did make me cry. So it did affect yeah. me in some way. Yeah. we won't we, we won't spoil that too much for people who haven't read the book but no. gotcha yeah do like how they introduced uh all the adults i remember not looking to see who was actually cast as the adults mm. so the first time i watched it i was so happy like with each person i saw i was like <laughs> yes and i remember the first time i didn't like who they had for ben but this time around i was like no i actually see it in the face like they do kind of look alike so yeah i was okay with it but i'm a huge bill header fan oh. and um he's my boy and i got so excited and we all know how i feel about scotland and all its yeah. actors so <laughs> i was excited about that as well yeah i gotta i gotta agree i feel like i'm gonna say right now i think bill Hader ran away with this movie oh yeah always uh, but my boy is james ransone who played adult eddie yes he did so, so I good and, uh, like that's my favorite character yeah and i and i was really excited about his casting because i'm a big fan of the wire and uh he played a yeah. he played a role in the season of the wire that was really great yeah i love the introduction of all these characters i also like how a lot of them are i mean because even though like it's like psychology like you marry your mother or <laughs> your father i had a question or, for you carrie actually uh oh <laughs> so with adult Eddie, he's driving through traffic, right? Yeah. And his wife is yelling. Yelling. It's basically that he married his mom, right? Yeah. yeah. But at the end of that conversation, he's like, okay, I love you too. And then he's like, I love you, mommy. Yeah. And she's like, uh, and I was like, Carrie, what would you do if I was like, <laughs> okay, I love you, mommy. Uh, <laughs> what would you do? Um,. <laughs> Okay, so is it after we listen to the Missy Elliott song called Mommy, or? Um, <laughs> no. Okay. Um, so if it's not after listening to Mommy, then I'd probably be like, um, let's get thee to the nunnery. <laughs> but we're going to go to the psych ward for a little bit. Maybe we're going to go reason, to Hutchinson. Hutchinson maybe there's a reason we never called. hear from his wife again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, did you know that the actress who plays that wife also plays his mom? No, I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah, for real. Isn't that Ooh. great? It's pretty effed up. That's fantastic. Yeah, right? That's, that's some meta casting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. But no, I, I, I liked that it's like, you know, very psychological. And then, like, it makes sense too if they, because, you know, people have trauma, they don't remember a lot. Of like a particular traumatic yeah. event, so I just I thought that in that sense it was clever. So kudos yeah. for that cleverness. Yeah, and you know I I also appreciate that as well because in particular with with Eddie and Bev, right? Because 
uh, they're they're both the two who clearly have kind of trapped themselves in the same cycle of unhappiness, to say the least, for Bev uh, that she was trapped in as a child. And if she and he can't remember their childhoods, then you can't grow from what happened to you, right? Like right. you haven't dealt with your trauma, you haven't you haven't uh, even acknowledged that it happened, so. You can't come to terms with the past and and grow and and all that, right? Right. Yeah. So with Bev, I feel like, however heartbreaking it is that she's with this abusive piece of shit, I believe it, you know, because she, it seems like doesn't even remember what happened with her and her father, you know. Right. And it's real sad. So. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know we're harping on this, but I just want to say one more thing before yeah. we move on. Is the only thing that again doesn't fit slash make sense is that ben still remembers bev because he has like that's true her like signature like her and i'm like that doesn't make sense if no one else remembers yeah yeah like you think if he really didn't remember and he found it in his wallet he'd be like what the fuck is this and just yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's a really good point that i didn't i honestly didn't think about that yeah because I didn't know if they were trying to say some bullshit about true love or like what, but I was like, he wouldn't remember. Maybe right. he had just maybe he had just like a a feeling, you know. Stephen King's also really big on like just having a feeling and following yeah. it. Right. Hooked on a feeling, high on believing. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, um, uh, I I just wanted to say. Uh, so I, I defended the de- the decisions with those two characters being in their cycle, but I actually didn't love Richie being a stand-up comedian. I thought that was really on the nose. Oh, yeah? I don't know. When I think about some of my childhood friends and kind of who we are today, who I am today, and, and just some of the people I grew up with, I'm like... I feel like this movie is very linear with the trajectories of the kids becoming adults. Like they're like, you were a goofball as a kid. You're a goofball as an adult. And so I think that I appreciated Ben's uh, adulthood situation the well, most. He was because... also like kind of an architect back yeah, he when he was a kid. Yeah. Ah, oh, damn it. You're right. Okay. I take it back. He sucks. <laughs> it all sucks. Well, what would you have liked? Um, uh, I don't recall Bill having any. I don't recall Bill doing any writing as a kid. Yeah, say, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. So we yeah. have that. And Bev was well, what, like a fashion thought... designer? Designer? What? What was, was she? Bev? Her and remember. her husband did a collection, is all I remember. Oh, no, I don't even remember. Yeah. I just thought, you know, she and, was unemployed. Uh, Stanley did puzzles. <laughs> no, that's know. all I know about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what would you have wanted him to be instead of a Richie? Yeah, stand up comic. Uh, For some reason, the first thing I thought of was a dentist. <laughs> I don't know. Would it be a dentist that like cracks jokes while yeah. he has the person's like mouth pried open? <laughs> and then now yeah. I'm thinking about Seinfeld, where he like became Jewish, so he could do the Jewish jokes as well. I, you know, I would have liked Richie to be maybe maybe he does clubs, you know, in in New York City, but maybe he's a he's a waiter because his career never took off. <laughs> oh, that'd be like so yeah. realistic, actually. Yeah. That's more, you know, it. Yeah, I don't know. Here's a nitpick about Richie. What kind of stand- up show happens during the day oh yeah <laughs> especially in a theater that big 
No, that's I didn't even think about that. That's really good. <laughs> no, like, yeah, I watched it with a uh, Kelsey, uh, my partner today, and she she had to point it out to me. I'm like, hey, yeah, <laughs> I have no defense. Yeah. yeah, I will say I got sad when Stanley killed yeah. himself. Yeah, I wrote yeah. poor Stanley in my notes. Poor Stanley. I noticed say uh, the actor Andy Bean. He was great for his brief tenure. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean. Like you barely see him, but it's still like it. He did such a good job, just like the look in his eyes. Like I was like, oh, I've nailed it. Yeah, and he, and he looks like a uh, Wyatt Olaf, the yeah, the child actor who played yes. Stanley. Just nailed it. So like they put all that effort into casting adult Stanley just to <laughs> kill him off so soon. Yeah. yeah, but it worked. It made me sad. Yes. Yeah, I would like to touch on the exposition dump that happened in uh, Bill's uh, adult introduction. Oh yeah. I just feel like we got a lot thrown at us, like when he from when he walks into the studio, and like he yeah. goes up goes up to his wife, and they say stuff like, "Hun, we've been married for eight years," or like you know, yeah, <laughs> like I thought you had the scene written yesterday and all that stuff. Yeah, you know I struggle with my endings. Can't you just be the woman I want you to be? <laughs> We're having problems with our marriage. Yeah, that was a that was also that was also a weird line. The the can't just be the woman I want you to be. Yeah, well, no, definitely. I mean, I also went a little sexual when they were like, "Can't finish my ending," so I was like, "Oh, oh, 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 oh no!" That would have been, been a great. That would have been They should have put a line like that in there. That would have been. Ooh. Yeah, it's not the only thing you can't finish, Bill. <laughs> oh man. Uh. But yeah, no, that that's that seems the beginning of the seemingly endless harping on bad endings that yes. follows us throughout the whole movie. So they they all meet up and they they go to Derry and I, this is a really again I I'm not trying to nitpick this movie to death, but it did seem weird to me that this seemed like a. I thought Derry was supposed to be kind of a backwoods small Same. town, and then they're in this Chinese <laughs> restaurant that is very high end. It seems yeah, so it's, it's almost like a mall plaza. Yeah. So I kind of considered it like my hometown. So when you're from like a small town and or smallish town and you go home and then you're like, wait a second, we didn't have this when I was a kid. Like, so that's kind of how I, I like that idea. Yeah. It makes me wish there was like a piece of dialogue referencing yep. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Literally one piece of dialogue like, oh, shit. When do they build this thing? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. or like when Mike's on the phone, he's like, you're going to love this. They have this huge Chinese restaurant. Right. right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I enjoyed getting them all back together, and this was where I, I was, was like, you know, I like I like the adult characters. I did, yeah. I didn't really feel like I needed the kids as much because I Agreed. I liked the adults, especially like Richie's characterization because like he's just firing jokes off every like yeah. five seconds, and I feel like I feel like that'd be I could totally relate to that. Like if I'm seeing people after a long time, and immediately my nervous energy forms into jokes. Right. Yeah. So okay, now I have like two things I want to say. First. <laughs> I'll say the second time watching it, I noticed that Ricky, you know, has a crush on Eddie because he's like doing that like little boy flirting where yeah. you're like teasing <laughs> someone. So I was like, oh, that's adorable. But the other thing I was going to say that this time around, I was like, wait a second. How come Eddie remembers his mom and that his mom died, but Bill doesn't remember his little brother and that his little brother died? And huh. here's another one for you, because I, I totally agree with that. Here's another one. If Stanley can't remember, like, if they can't remember, why does Stanley kill himself, and how does he write that note? Yeah, to everyone. Yeah. Oh, I have a lot of thoughts on that note that I want to wait until the end to talk about. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, but, I'm just nitpicking yeah. this movie now. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. there are a lot of inconsistencies with it. I, that's, again, why I feel like this movie is entertaining, but it's not one that really you want to spend a lot of time thinking about. No. It's, it's very Hollywood, right? Yeah. One of those, like, let's put this in the script, worry about if it works later. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Showing up to set, still trying to write that ending, you know? <laughs> Ooh, can Slacker. I, I do want to make a point about, while we're talking about the adult versions, I want to talk about how well they cast adult Henry, because he yeah. just, that actor just looks like what you would look like if he grew up in a mental yes. institution. And he looks a lot uh, like the kid. He looks a lot like the young Henry. Like I forgot yeah. that was they, his first name. Yeah, <laughs> they did. They did so well with the casting of the adult characters yeah. based on what the kids looked like. Yeah, also, it's freaky. I also, so at first I was kind of confused. Like when he looks under his bed and he sees the uh, like corpse of uh, his that gang member from the first movie, Patrick yeah. Hoxtetter. Yeah, at first I was kind of confused because it didn't seem like those two were like buds. Right. But then I thought, like, well, the actor who played Patrick, I think, has gotten a lot more famous since then. So maybe yeah. that was their way to kind of bring him back. I like his makeup. The, yeah. the, the jawbone kind of like, ugh. I feel like he's like so, a... Look good. He's like a poor man's Ezra Miller. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, So question again about the book. Do they have it... Like the Henry Bowser dude. Bowser. <laughs> Bowser. I don't know. Mario. Um, it's a me. <laughs> do they have him where he's like, what's his face from Dracula? Who's like master and. Yeah. <laughs> Ren Renfield. Yeah, Renfield, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It's, yeah. it's like Renfield syndrome. In fact, in the book, it's more like, uh, so actually in the book it is pretty powerless against the adults uh relatively so the whole thing with henry's storyline was he oh, uh, manipula yeah. he manipulates henry into trying to kill the losers for him because uh since they're grown up he can't access their fear as well as he used to be able to gotcha i forgot about that isn't it kind of like a uh Oh, don't they do that in Freddy versus Jason, where Freddy manipulates Jason to make the people fear again, and then he has power? I yeah. never saw that. What? Oh, I, you would love it. It's such a good I B horror it, movie. I thought it looked like shit, so oh, I, it is. I did not it watch it. Such 100%. hot shit. Yeah, beautiful hot shit. I just remember because in the source material, it was his friend Belch who visits him as a zombie in the institution, uh. but uh, in the first movie. You actually don't see Belch and his other friend Victor's death scene. That's because it was a deleted scene where Henry murders both of them. So I right. feel like the change to Patrick was, A, because Owen Teague is a little more marketable as an actor. And Belch probably wouldn't come visit him after being murdered by him. Even yeah. though it's it and not Belch, per se, but still. Well, I, I guess that's a thing, though, right? Is It's not really his friend. Yeah who's the zombie that's that's it right yeah like a vessel to like communicate with henry better because yeah well is it even is the that's the thing though right going back to the whole is it physical is it in your head i mean obviously this this zombie dude helps him escape and everything but at the same time i'm like if someone else looked over at at henry and and the car when the the friend is driving would they just see an empty front seat you yeah know? like who, who's driving that car <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean really well, i don't who, i don't know because you also saw the fence was cut with like bolt cutters and yeah who, so who did that too like cartoon style or he yeah. just walks through it might as well be person shaped you know as if someone so just... it's like all right so it can drive now are we is yeah. that another thing that's gonna just confuse <laughs> us about what it is when did it learn yeah. how to drive like isn't well, it like billions of years old <laughs> it's had its license for several million years, I think. So, <laughs> but um, 
So, all right. So, Chinese restaurant. All right, we're we're past that. They they see the stuff and 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 stuff happens and little little things come out of their fortune cookies. But that that's where they realize Stanley killed himself. I appreciated and... the uh, comic bit about the waitress walking in as Mike was smashing the table with his yeah. chair. <laughs> that she definitely would have called the police. Right yeah, away. like they they get to walk out peacefully. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. As if, the, as if I, they just—it's as if the waitress was just like, "Can you keep it down in here?" Yeah. <laughs> yes, sorry, ma'am. Please, pl- please put the chair on the floor. Like yeah, they I, damaged property. Yeah, they don't even—they don't even live there. They just came to town yeah. and ruined a dining room. <laughs> I fully expected them to be going out in handcuffs, you know, and then they're yeah. like, "All right, we'll see you," you know. Somebody's got to bail us out. So I'm—I'm I'm gonna skip a little bit because you guys wanted to know when I—I I wrote my note mm-hmm. about. Okay, so I wrote it when uh, we realized that Mike lives in the library attic and that he's, like, done all this investigating and drugged um, Bill. Oh, yeah, they talked about how Bev can see everyone's death because she saw the deadlights. And then I wrote, ready for bed. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) we know where your mind was at while you were watching. I don't think we were in an hour in. I was like, I'm ready for bed. (laughs) oh man i did not like this about the movie where bev she's giving the audience a reason why these people wouldn't just leave that we don't need like the whole the whole thing about if we leave we're somehow gonna die well she says we'll end up like stanley i don't remember that being in the book and i i just felt like it was really cheap and unneeded where i was like there's it's just confusing to me because she's like if we all leave we're all gonna die anyway because we're gonna end up like stanley and i'm like what does that mean are you gonna kill yourselves is it somehow getting you outside of the town i don't understand what any of that was and i just didn't really think it fit with the lore that had been built you know what i mean i don't know where to begin questioning that yeah but does that make sense it just didn't really i didn't really understand i didn't think i didn't think it was needed because the, yeah, the... plus stan didn't kill himself until he remembered yeah what happened so like if they leave the town again presumably they'll forget everything again so wouldn't right. they just be fine yeah so why would they kill themselves later what yeah. what so fact, i think that, that would work, that that work out me. for everybody including it i don't know i'm i'm i was thinking about because i haven't read the book so i was thinking about the original miniseries and i was like yeah ritter his character was the one that was like we gotta do it we yeah, all gotta stay together it's a test of exactly character, i was like know? let's bring ritter back yeah we need him in the world yeah, yeah. i don't think we can but I, I miss him me too uh, the ritual of chud Ooh. um <laughs> this is they talk about the yeah the ritual of chud talk about here's so, question mark yeah tyler have you read a lot of stephen king yeah how much of his books percentage wise use american indians as a plot device or like something like creepy scare factor yeah at least two of them off the top of my head (laughs) oh actually no um i don't remember any native american mythology in the it book really don't they yeah where does the yeah they see the turtle thing yeah the turtle's a whole uh, for listeners, uh, the turtles a whole other Stephen King lore thing that's also in other books, including the Dark Tower series. But they wisely left it out of the movie because that that's a lot. <laughs> I could just imagine. You know what? I think they could have pulled it off though, like with how weird the the imagery and the symbolism. I have no is idea what stuff. you guys are talking well, about. I kind of don't want to know. There's a gigantic <laughs> sentient. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm good. I don't want to know. 
Wait, were you going to say sentient turtle? Because isn't that just a turtle? Yeah, for reals. Omniscient? TLDR, a turtle god, vomited up the universe, and we were all created. Benevolent. A benevolent turtle god. Yes, and the turtle and it were foes. So... Yeah. The turtle shows them how to do the ritual of Chud. Okay. So, um, cool. Um, <laughs> did, so is it just like Pet Cemetery then that has burial ground? I'm just curious because that was like my thought when we were watching it. I was like, what is up with Stephen King? The Micmac. Yeah. And then uh, Pet Cemetery. <laughs> and the, and the American Indians. Knickknack. I know Stephen King likes Patty librarians because we talked about this already. Paddywhack. <laughs> what? All right, I don't know. I'm, I'm, say, I'm ready to move on. I also want to. I want to go on a. I want to say that I feel like Mike seems a little too unstable uh, to be a librarian, at least successfully. <laughs> um, as someone who is a former librarian, I would say he he's fine. He fits the mold. <laughs> he just like he's he was like really calm and collected at the beginning of dinner, and then the minute he started like getting down the business, he was frazzled. I mean. Sounds like you haven't met a lot of librarians. Yeah, he he fit. He's fine. (laughs) All right. That's just me uh, being outside the industry. (laughs) I have one Stephen King uh, irritation that I want to mention, which is I've mentioned this in the last episode uh, about Dr. Sleep, where Stephen King's sensibilities, I just question from time to time, where I don't know why he thinks certain things are scary and not cheesy, but I'm going to say what I said last time, and he did too much cocaine and drank too much. Oh, 100%. The term deadlights. Can we just talk about how dumb? So I questioned myself when I was reading out loud. I was like, was that the right word? It's so... Because I read this book when I was like a teenager, and even then, I was like, I don't know what to make of that. But then, you know, the more I thought about it, I'm like, it's a pun on headlights, and it's so... Oh, I'm stupid. I didn't catch that. See? It totally, like, uh, they got me right in the deadlights. <laughs> and I think I think Richie even has a line, I think it's Richie, has a line where he's like, you were caught in the deadlights. Yeah. Like, being caught yeah. in the headlights. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> like, this is so... It's almost like an extra thing, like, that it didn't need. Yeah. Like, because it's only really present when they're in the sewer. Like, he doesn't use the dead lights to attack kids in the above ground world. Right. I think Stephen King was just like, yeah, dead lights. Sure. Why not? Let's go for it. Yeah. While we were talking about the ritual of Chewed, I think, uh, so the miniseries did not, the original miniseries did not touch on backstory at all. And I thought that worked in its favor. Agreed. I think it would have been fine in this case. It was more faithful to the book, but I think we could have left his whole cosmic backstory out entirely. And it still would have been like, this is creepy thing in town and worked yeah. fine. Yeah. Do you think that's one of the things that contributes to people not liking the mo- this movie as much because they, they do explain where it comes from. And I mean, hearing that it's an alien, if you never read the book and you're just like, Oh, it fell from the sky. Like, yeah. I feel like I, I would see how that's kind of anticlimactic as an origin. It's also weirdly not talked about enough to really matter. Yeah. It's more just kind of like, okay, why do we need that? Yeah. So, honestly, for me, it's not even that. It's that I keep comparing it to the miniseries, and I'm like, I feel like they did a better job on the second half. I agree. And uh, I so. hate the miniseries. I know you I do. I know. I, You're I like the only it. person I know who hates the I miniseries. I saw it as an adult, and I was like, what oh, is that, this cheese bad. fest? See, I think yeah. <laughs> I think you I missed... I have not seen it as an adult yet. Yeah, I think you missed the like you, the time to watch there it. There is a giant rubber spider at the end of that fucking movie. Yeah. I anyway. mean, no one was happy with that. Yeah, but like, I don't know. So The dialogue 
dialogue is awful. All right, I'm sorry. I do I remember asking you after chapter one of the new one that came out, whatever, like three, four years ago. I do remember asking you what it was because I was like, I mean, Pennywise, because I was like, what? Like, what is Pennywise? And you told me it was an alien, and I remember being like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what the f- what? An alien? Because I was yeah. like, what the fuck is Pennywise? And you were like, he's an alien. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> yeah. Nope. So yep. I wasn't shocked, but if if I didn't know that and I was watching this movie and I was like, wait a second, he's an alien, I don't think I would have enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I have a question relating to the first movie. Uh, am I wrong or was it... Did Bev kill her dad at the end of the first movie? I thought so. I thought so. There's too, a lot yeah. of blood coming out of his head. And then yeah. in here, it's like she's surprised that he's not there anymore. Yeah. Right. Maybe Unless she, she doesn't it? remember. Oh, uh, yeah. That'll. That's true. The, the old. <laughs> yeah. And did she, like, go and live with her, like, aunt or something? So yeah. she wouldn't have still been in school with them? Because I thought, like, in the end of the first movie, she was, like, going to live with them. And then it's like they have more memories with her. Yeah, and she left I don't town. Know. Yeah. IDK. I give up. IDK, too. I just want to go. Can we talk about the bus scene? No. We kind of already talked about it, but I thought Eddie's uh, flashback scene was the scariest. The uh, underground pharmacy thing. Yeah, yeah that basement. one actually <laughs> would have freaked me out. Because, oh, like, the attention to detail, like, the dried out blood bags, like, Ooh, yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it was super gross. I, I do have to say, again, it's a moment that just doesn't work for me. The, the puke in slow motion and the just call me angel in that the morning. Music what like I What is that? It, what are you talking about? When the, the leper thing pukes on oh, him. That thing. Yeah. And it goes Just, just call, call me angel yeah. of the morning. <laughs> I get that I think they they're trying to play that moment for laughs in the middle of of uh, uh what's otherwise a scary moment, but it just really felt super random and yeah. really oddly placed for I feel the like rest it's one of those, of that. like maybe andy machete or however you pronounce his last name i feel like him and his editor were in the editing room and one of them just went like hey wouldn't it be hilarious if this yep. song played yeah. this moment just keep it in there yep yeah absolutely i mean a hundred percent that's what happened and they were like yeah i mean there's a lot of funny moments throughout and and maybe that moment would have worked in the first movie when eddie was a kid and because they're always like you know he's always freaking out about his health stuff and all mm -hmm. so i get it, it's supposed to be kind of haha look what's happening to eddie but it just felt totally random and the song choice is random yeah doesn't mean anything you know so I do anyway i don't know but um my favorite scene was uh when richie sneaks out and he's gonna leave town and he goes by henry's car or henry pulls in mm -hmm. and sneaks into the are you, are you talking about when and eddie gets stabbed eddie gets the <laughs> knife in the face oh i love it's that scene, scene. Yeah. yeah just his the whole that yes that is a beautiful scene the staging of it the the pacing of it literally the comedic aspect <laughs> yes like he gets stabbed in the cheek and he's just backs away and he's like, ah. <laughs> like yeah, he's got I feel this like was... knife in his face. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I don't know if it's too much credit to say that was all like acting out like shock. 
Yeah. yeah. It was so good. But I even wrote the quote where uh, you should cut that fucking mullet. It's been like 30 years, man. Yeah. That, you could tell that was totally added in yeah. afterwards, yeah. like a, like was, an ADR. It where was they're so like, funny. Yeah, that didn't. But yeah, it worked. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you guys but, think that worked, though, that having that comic beat in that moment, though? Yes. Where he says, cut the fucking mullet? Yeah. I think it did. I did question it when I realized it's so obviously ADR. Um, but <laughs> I thought it worked because it fits with his character. Like, I feel like, of course, his character is going to be terrified and stabbed in the throat or throat. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that doesn't happen in this. OK, he gets stabbed. <laughs> and he got stabbed in the throat it'd be a very different moment sorry that's just my internal um my internal if i was henry i just got for the throat yeah, yeah, yeah. um no if uh I, I thought it worked because his character like even when he's dying later he's like i fucked your mom or whatever so yeah. like yeah. it works true and it really drives home how close he and richie were yeah yeah like that they're yeah. both that crack jokes like that yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I totally agree that that is probably my favorite moment in the whole movie as well. Uh, the thing reference? Can we mention the thing reference? With the head, that with the spider legs coming out of the head. Yeah, I I jumped real far ahead. I <laughs> did, but that's the next note that I have because I don't remember what else happens. Um, I do want to come back the, to something earlier after carnival. we talk about yeah. this. Yeah, the carnival. Oh yeah. Well, so the thing reference, I'm kind of on board with, but. I don't know. The thing to me is just so it's so precious that movie. And yeah, you can't mess with it. I I didn't really like the the homage line. You know, you got to be fucking kidding. I I'm like I, I you, wondered if that's not if I was like, wait, did they say that in the thing? Yes. Um, <laughs> and it's it's also when he's looking at the spider head. Yeah. Um, but the it the way it happens in the thing is <laughs> they they're trying to burn the body where this guy just you know exploded into this nightmarish yeah. uh thing and unseen yes yes uh, nightmarish thing i uh, see what i did there um totally intentional but the head unseen by everyone falls <laughs> off and grows these spider legs and is walking around upside down and shows up behind them they burn this guy they turn around and it really is this perfect line of what the fuck is that you gotta be fucking yeah. kidding me yeah the yeah, thing definitely earned that line a little bit yes and here I just feel like they threw it in as an homage because they're like, we got a spider head and people are going to know that, you know, that's a movie <laughs> that we enjoyed also. And it just didn't it didn't really work for me. Mm. I could have done without it. It didn't bother me so much. So I, I love the thing. And I, I honestly didn't get it until you pointed it out. And I was you like, monster. I mean, you gotta be fucking kidding. <laughs> yeah, I was I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of lame. Yeah, I was still upset about um, Stephen King stealing like the Dracula stuff. So it's stealing Dracula stuff. What? The, the Renford stuff. So I was like, I'm I'm oh Renfield. Yeah, I was like, I'm I'm I'm, I'm whatever. I mean, Third Days of Night stole the Renfield thing. I feel like a lot of people steal yeah. Renfield. They thing. do, but sometimes it works better and it didn't work well yeah i mean in this movie to to what tyler said earlier it doesn't pay off he no. just he shows up and then they kill him and then that's it yeah so speaking of stephen king i think we'd be remiss if we didn't discuss his cameo yes he did a really good job yeah i yep i was like so uh, i saw it with kelsey and she does not recognize 
Stephen King. Well, she'd never like seen or heard Stephen King in person, so she was very. She was wondering why I suddenly got giddy in the theater when he spoke his first line. <laughs> so yeah, I recognized him instantly, but I'm not gonna lie, I didn't realize he had the accent, and, I, and the whole time I was like, "Please have the accent, his main please accent. have." Yeah, I was like, "Please have it." Uh, and yep. then when, when he said "beaver," I was like, "Yes, <laughs> beaver, yes." Also, you you guys might enjoy this fact. Uh, Originally, there was gonna be a flashback scene where Bill first buys his bike in the shop, and the store owner was gonna be played by was gonna be played by Joe Hill. Hmm. That's Stephen King's son yes. for people out there who don't know. And One of then, his sons. Yeah. Flash forward, he would be Stephen King. I love that idea. Um, I do too. I always feel bad for his other son though, because Joe Owen gets or... all the the glory. Yeah, but but Joe Hill kind of earned it. Joe, he yeah. sure. changed his writer name at the very least, you know. Sure. Yeah. Sure. The other one, you know, it's Owen King, right? Like he's like, I want to write a book with my dad. Yeah. That's how. It, that's okay. Well, whatever. Let's. Um... <laughs> All right. Um, that anyway, just, been, want, yeah. just just want to touch on his camera. That would have been no, cool. It's really good, and I actually it, that's it's a moment where I feel bad for you know trashing Stephen King and other thing in in our last episode in particular, <laughs> uh, but because I was like. This guy's awesome. He did, he I love I do love the fact that he can kind of poke fun at, at himself cuz he even has one of the lines where he's like didn't like the end and yeah. yeah. And I as also, I said, sorry, uh, Tyler, I was just going to say super quick. As I said, Pet Cemetery, I love Stephen King as a person. Yeah. I appreciate all he's done. It's, you know, again, I'm a poet. Like It's art. You can Yeah. Everyone everyone's got their different approach. I, I'm yeah. a poet. We choose words very wisely and we are not long-winded and yeah that's just yeah. that's just me yeah. but i i love stephen king as a person i think he's yeah. awesome yeah. yeah i would i would fanboy out if i met stephen oh yeah king. i would and, too and you know despite everything that i've said i'd be like holy fucking shit you're stephen king <laughs> same great to meet you same you're i mean he made my childhood so yeah i feel like i would awkwardly try and pretend i didn't recognize him immediately <laughs> <laughs> oh not me just i'd be just like... be staring at him <laughs> And in his little accent, he'd be like, "Who the hell is this girl?" I'm sure he'd be like used to like. I'm sure what fan like people fanboying wouldn't bother him at this point. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, there's there's another there's a uh, there's an Eddie moment that I really want to mention because it's such a good moment and it made me feel so bad for Eddie. It's where it is after the the head attacks them, the the spider head oh, yeah. of Stanley and. So Eddie freezes up and he's not helping and it's the spider heads actually attacking Richie and Bill freaks out on Eddie afterwards and just Eddie's reaction where he's just like, don't be mad, Bill. Like, don't be mad. I was scared. And I was just like, oh, and Bill like immediately Eddie. backs down. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's such a real moment. And it's so just the acting in that moment is just so I felt like he's so vulnerable. He's this adult, but it was so you know kid like to say that you know they really yeah. treat it froze i was i was just scared you know they really treat eddie like a child from there on out i noticed like when huh. when bev's like here eddie this kills monsters yeah yeah true yeah um well this was well, where they I... have to though right i'm sorry I, I jumped in i was gonna say though like but that's what they have to do in order to defeat it because yeah. they they have to kind of open up their imaginations and and be more kid-like right yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i guess it's never really stated like that but yeah Obviously, we're, like, talking about towards the end where they're, like, 
They're going to go into the sewer. This is a part, I don't even remember if I paused. I think I just yelled and I was like, where did they get her shirt? Because she is wearing. (laughs) Yes, I mentioned this. This is what I was talking about. Yeah, so she's wearing a white tank top. Okay, it's very stylish. And she has a black bra under it. And you can't see the black bra through the shirt. At any point. At any point. She gets it wet. She gets blood on it. Like, who made this shirt? Because someone. Stays white. Yeah. I want to know where this miracle shirt came from. It would be the thickest fabric. It'd be like an inch thick. I want it. <laughs> and I need this shirt. Made they of also, foam, maybe. They also all dressed like they weren't expecting to go into the sewers. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah, like can we get some waiters, maybe? Yeah. Like Well, they did have her ready for the period bathroom scene with her black jeans, but yeah. that white shirt, come on. Yeah, that's true. That yeah. white shirt is untouchable. I that's right. I, yep. I need it. I mean, I was also thinking about that white shirt when she got wet, you know what I mean? Oh man. Um What's happening? Was that the shore or like a breeze? That or? was my my symbol that just kept going. Oh, okay. All right, I'm with you. They get under there, right, and then they're they're starting the ritual of chud. Chud. Ooh, also, the chud. lighting in the sewers, I love. Oh yeah. As soon as they go down the second well, that's like down in the sewer, and it's like we've never, no one knows what's down here. That is where shit gets real for me because I have a thing with claustrophobia. Not a big fan of tight spaces. I I don't think I'm officially claustrophobic, but you know, uh, you are. It just it, it it makes me feel all like I, I just, can't get out of here. I'm I gonna it's die. Like, it's almost a common enough fear now that I don't know if it even counts as a phobia anymore. Yeah, it's just like yeah, you don't you don't want to die underground, right? Yep. Nope. Um, oh, I'm, I love dying underground. I'm cool with it. <laughs> What happens, happens, man. Don't be a wuss, man. <laughs> uh, I just realized my note said, um, like, balls fall out of opera singing vagina. Yes. Oh, that, that weird Sarlacc pit thing? <laughs> yes. So when they're doing the ritual, the yes, the ceiling turns into a series of vaginas uh, with teeth. One quick question. Um, Eddie threw his inhaler in the fire. Yeah. Would that not explode? <laughs> I feel like a lot of things would have exploded. I love that yeah, in there. absolutely. I love that. I love that commentary where they start saying that. Like, that's not gonna burn, man. Like, yeah. And then and, uh, it's like that token's not gonna burn. And Mike's like, I don't mean to one up you, Eddie, but I have this rock that yeah. definitely won't burn. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that. But yeah, maybe maybe he took out the little canister before he put it in there. Let's I just doubt it. That. Yeah, I do too. I know it's. It's Whatever. dream logic, remember? Yeah, it's dream logic. Anyway, so, spiky vagina lights. Yeah, spiky <laughs> vagina lights, but uh, it doesn't work. And I guess I don't fully understand why it doesn't work, because they all seem to believe it. So, Pennywise... I know it's a, it's a placebo, which he says, it's a... What is it? No, well, Pen- Pennywise... Maybe, it's... <laughs> Maybe it just never worked, because... It didn't work with it the, didn't work the first time. Or whatever. So Pennywise says he didn't tell them everything. Mike didn't tell them everything. Yeah, but he didn't tell them that it was all in their heads. Like it was. Well, I thought it was a placebo. I thought based off of the image that he carved out of the stupid thing that the people who did the ritual the first time they all died and had to like kill themselves to get rid of Pennywise. I think he just killed them. But Mike said Mike, Mike went on about how. They died because they didn't really believe. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, why didn't it work this time? Uh, I think I think you're right that I think it never worked in Pennywise. It's just fucking Yeah, up. I wonder because, you know, obviously Pennywise 
didn't get sealed away or killed in that first ritual. Yeah, or the second. I, I mean, they Mike's almost had just, him, but... Mike yeah. just did bad research, I guess. He's <laughs> a bad librarian. Yeah. yeah. Also, Gotta thanks, know your sources. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but glad we spent an hour and a half of this movie, you know, collecting infinity stones to burn in this ri- <laughs> to burn in no this ritual reason. that didn't work yeah yeah truth i, I enjoyed the ben and bev the trippy stuff where oh, Bev's I, in that i love bathroom that actually yeah ben's getting buried in the uh the little fort that they had your hair is winter what is it yeah when they do when they do that flashback with the kids in that little fort that ben supposedly built no fucking way. No, <laughs> no, you don't. He can't. No. Suspended disbelief, Ben. <laughs> those beams. Do you know how heavy those are? There's real like tree trunks down there that somehow he's hauled <laughs> several feet above his head and built this underground fort that's literally holding up. He said he found it and he just like fixed something. No, he said it was dug out. Oh, well, I was more upset about um, what's herself. What's herself? What's herself? Bev pulling him out of the soil. I was like, that's hard with <laughs> yeah. the one arm. It's and, not like water. And I mean, like, I, I mean, do you see Jessica Chastain's arms? Like she, she works out. <laughs> yeah, she does. But I, tone. St- I still was like that. I don't. I don't think I could do that with all of my body weight and then some. Yeah, I mean, pulling somebody out of the ground. You know, if you've ever buried someone alive and then you know tried to reverse uh, course halfway me. through, we yeah. haven't. We're not, not supposed to talk about that. Oh, but also she, <clears throat> she, she was only like supporting herself with her feet, like That's on the door I mean. frame. Like, like yeah. yeah, so she barely had a surface to like push off of. Each yeah, two. she yeah. had no leverage. What'd Maybe you guys it was think the power about of belief? Yeah, Maybe, yeah. True there you go. loves. There you go. It's not real. True so... loves call. True <laughs> loves. <laughs> true loves something. <laughs> January fire. I don't know. His mouth was full of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, and she had her mouth full of blood and she was like blood. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right. So I uh what'd you guys think about the here's Johnny moment? That distracted me. Same. Cause they had like uh her dad, uh a random one of the girl bullies from school and yep. Henry and the pharmacy dude for some reason. Yeah. I think, right? I think yeah. it would have been more powerful if this had the girls from the bathroom scene in the first movie. Yeah. I had to think about why was the pharmacist there, and I think he was creepy to her in the first movie, maybe? Maybe. But I don't even really remember. Yeah, I just... To me, I feel like here's Johnny's been so overdone. Yeah. I was just also, like, really, you guys? Right. Also, so cheesy. Th- this also implies that... The Shining exists in this universe. True. Therefore, Stephen King exists in this universe. Well, I mean, Bill is clearly supposed to be Stephen King in this. Yeah, I mean, he writes it at the end. Which is why his (laughs) endings suck, yeah. The whole thing. I... the whole point of the movie. I mean, yeah, the passage Bill writes at the end is verbatim from it. Yeah, it is. I have to talk about my favorite, my actual favorite moment, favorite image in this movie no it's after the pomeranian so uh they they escape from their weird little tunnel where they were can i just say can we have a pause for a second okay can i just say we were trying to watch this and the pomeranian shows up and then ben starts fucking quoting (laughs) the big lebowski for like five minutes straight it's a fucking show dog with fucking papers you can't board it its hair falls out yeah fucking dog has fucking papers and so over the line yeah so that kept happening and i had to be like first of all i'm trying to watch this for our our 
Like, we're so goddamn close to the end. <laughs> like, I want to go to bed. But then the extra offensive part where he was like, it's from the Big Lebowski. And I was like, I know. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I just wanted true. you to do your. All of that happened. I just wanted you to do your impression. Fucking dog has fucking papers. <laughs> yeah. All right. So... My favorite moment uh, is is Richie, Bill Hader, when he's like, he's throwing his stones. He's like, yippee-ki-yay, mother. And then it just does that, like, yeah, like the, the, It uses its dubstep powers. Yeah, it does the dubstep, and it gets him in the deadlights. But the way he he goes puppet slack, where he's just like, and his mouth drops open, it's, it's both hilarious and also pretty scary because yeah. it, it has him, and you're like, oh, shit, it's got him, you yeah, know? Yeah, that is... Uh, love that moment uh, bill Hader just being so talented yes i did so good and then we get eddie's heroic moment where he pokes him yeah he yep yep i just wrote dead eddie sad face in my notes i feel like that moment prior to eddie's death was just very like even if i didn't know he died i would have seen that coming because it's like richie yeah. i think i killed it richie richie and then stab. yep yeah, I don't really like the way that that scene unfolded or that moment unfolded. It's it is very telegraphed. Like when you turn around and you're like, "Hey, I did it, guys! I did it!" Don't turn your back on the monster. We know it's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just repeated what you said, but longer. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but yeah, and, and in the in the book, doesn't Eddie get his arm ripped off or something? A bit bit yeah. off or ripped off? He uses his and. Because as a kid, he uses his inhaler to hurt it, and he tries to do that again as an adult, and he, like, sticks oh, his yeah. arm into the its mouth with the inhaler and sprays it down the throat, and then it just bites his arm off. Yeah. See, I was expecting an, an arm to be bit off because uh, earlier Bill put his arm down the sewer, and I was like, someone's arm's going to get fucking ripped off. Right. So that would have been more satisfying for me. It's like its signature move. Yeah. It luring arms in. That's yeah. right. <laughs> But we don't know why, because it can also show up in your house. Yeah. So, who can say? Who can say yeah, what it can, can do? Yeah. Fill yeah. the drains. Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. I'll have, okay. So this is, I've never read the book. I don't know if it's the same, but this is like when they finally were like, oh, we need to make it feel smaller. Make it small. So let's bring him down to size. And then they're like, oh, there's one, more than one way to make someone feel small. And I'm like, Wink. took you goddamn long enough to figure this out. Yeah. I am so mad. And yeah, again, it's like that moment where I was like, I kind of hate Stephen King right now. <laughs> well, that uh -huh. wasn't a Stephen King thing, so you can cut okay. some slack for that. Sweet. Yeah, that was for the movie. What do they do in the book? Don't they just like hit it with a rock and it dies? No. Uh... <laughs> well, it becomes a spider. Okay, I'll try and TLDR. The ritual of chewed in the book is a riddle game where you have to like... Ah, oh, you have to bite. So you answer and your... these questions three. Yes, you and it have to like bite on each other's tongues and mentally communicate riddles and try and make each other laugh. I believe it's. I believe that's it. I would just tell him to kill me. I'm I... like, I'm done. Just kill me. I'm not doing this shit. And that's how they eventually uh... kill it. But yeah. uh, so I'm not I... gonna lie. Uh... I kind of liked how this movie killed it. Yeah, I don't remember that at all from the book, so I had this whole memory failure because I left dairy thing and blocked it out of my memory. Yeah. Is it going too far to say it weirdly works it weirdly works in book form? I don't know that it does. I don't know. I was kind I, of I was with it. I remember hating <laughs> as soon as the thing be, like as soon as it looks like a spider, I was like, I'm out, hate this. 
I wasted wasted twelve hundred pages. I'm sure, we, I'm sure we all know this, but Stephen King has a fear of spiders. Uh, no, does he? But it's not even. I I like what they do in this movie where it's a it's a Pennywise spider, and I I really liked like the CGI. I thought I thought they did a good job with the imagery and the CGI. It was yeah, really he well looked done. cool. Yeah. I also have a note. As soon as he became the big spider and the chasing started, I realized this really is a movie for the big screen. Like it. Yeah. I'm not sure I was as into it on the small screen this time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize he was supposed to be a spider. My mind is like blown right now. We think he was a crab. Was he yeah. Crab? Well, I it was don't more know. like so. The book describes it as the human mind can only comprehend it as a spider because it's that horrifying looking. Like yeah, very eldritch. But like it's a spider. I think. Yeah, spiders so yeah, spider. are cool. What's wrong with Stephen spiders King? Spiders are cool. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't you didn't get the he was no. a spider a spider. No, yeah. I thought he was like a weird like carnival clown thing. Well, like, like the boss from Monsters Inc. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what he is. Yeah, and like even when it looks like a stupid little baby thing, I was like, "What is this?" Oh yeah, that was I loved that imagery. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" His head yeah. was like gum. Yeah, it was like this balloon head that's just like shrunken down into yes. the ground. And right? our heroes defeat it with through the power of bullying. That's right. That is the moral <laughs> of the story. That's exactly what happens. Like, you're stupid. You fucking stupid clown, yes. clown. Let you, bullying works, kids. That's right. You bully your way around the world until you get what you want. Yeah. So you got to bully the bullies and then rip out their hearts and tear off their arms. That's right. Stab them in the cheek. You know, like so. Richie was really the first one to be like, "What are you guys standing around for? Like, kill it and just rip yeah. its arm off." Yeah. Right. I do want to say, uh, both first time and this time, I started tearing up when uh, they realized Eddie was dead. Mostly yeah. based on uh, Richie's reaction to it. Yeah, super sad. So, Bill Hader crying is the saddest. Yeah. You never want to see that again in my life. I know. <laughs> Don't watch um, Barry then. Like, no. I have seen Bill Barry. Hader, it was good. No. <laughs> um, so, this was when I was like real life logistic questioning. Because I was like, how are they going to tell his wife that he died? Like, I don't know. You just. Right. There's a lot we got to address with that. Like, how are they, uh, they going to explain everything? Also, Bill never reported the murder he witnessed in the funhouse yeah that's true <laughs> that is true <laughs> he just saw the kid get eaten and i was like well shit i'm out of <laughs> well, here we gotta go that is true <laughs> there's a lot that also Ed, yes eddie is dead someone's got to tell his wife and also explain how in a yeah, sensible that's what I was way like, how would you explain that he fell down a hole his like, body was never gonna be recovered yeah <laughs> I don't know. It anyway. makes sense in the book because like a storm hits and destroys the whole town, so it's right. easy to be like, "Well, Eddie got washed away in the storm." Right. Yeah. Okay. But here it's just kind of like, yeah, no, there's someone's got to explain some stuff before anyone leaves town. Yeah. Well, because he, I mean, he's buried at this point too. It, yeah. He's not... very far down. Yes. Yeah. I will say, um, I kept getting confused when we were watching this and thinking about Pet Cemetery and waiting for the giant like log trucks to come by and smash into people oh, we both had a like, moment yeah. every time like that little boy when he like went in the road i was like watch out for the truck <laughs> no i literally the yeah both times watching it because there's just something about anytime someone skateboards into an intersection where you're just like like, like i could I just, just hear waiting. the horn in my head i was like Wait. <laughs> yeah 
because it's, it's yeah he's skateboarding away from uh bill and yeah. i was like oh but no he was fine because i had that moment ago when like mike's leaving town in his car and i was like you're gonna get t-boned man like, be careful <laughs> when you turn that light I'm gonna lie, right. i had that thought too like aerial shots always like scream where you're about to get t-boned to me in a yeah. movie yep yep um so before we before we go on to our our ending stuff here uh tyler did you did you want to talk a little bit about the the letter that they get from stanley after all this happens yeah uh, i'll start by saying i actually really enjoyed that this movie had a happy ending like yeah. uh i'm a happy ending kind of guy despite uh what i you write in my free that. time and despite other movies i enjoy but you loved that underwater kiss that Pevin. yeah i, I had a note that says, I, had, uh, I had this note uh it was like somehow this movie still found a place for an underwater kiss scene yeah <laughs> yeah uh, carrie just kept saying like i don't understand the logistics how do you how do you do this that doesn't you'd breathe in wouldn't you and i was like well you just hold your breath and it's just, just awkward I had, another, like, oh, I had another note about the you know washing away the past scene um in the uh yeah. pond, the lake or pond uh they get talking about how like man eddie would have hated this right guys and it's like that's something you say like days or months after yeah. you lose a friend eddie died minutes ago yeah yeah and you go yeah. you're just like hey guys eddie would have hated this right guys and, like, remember eddie remember eddie <laughs> which seems to be the only one still crying like yeah oh man but uh <laughs> Yeah, Nothing so... like your friend dying to lead to an underwater kiss that <laughs> you right. never yeah, had. Romantic moment. <laughs> so I think, so for the most part, I enjoyed Stan's letter about summing up, like, you know, f lifelong friendships and how to, like, live life to the fullest. I thought that was actually a nice cap. What I did not like was the whole I took myself off the board kind of yeah. thing. Where it's like, uh, I find that very problematic, personally, like as if suggesting his suicide was a positive thing yeah absolutely right like I, I think it's a it's maybe trying to layer on a little bit more of like and see like even he did something heroic you know by and it's like no no yeah because i think we can all agree he he killed himself out of fear yes has Stephen king never called a suicide hotline so that is not something that stephen king did this this is another thing that's changed for the movie that that letter i don't yeah that letter doesn't exist yeah. in the book but i thought he killed himself in the book he did yeah, he just kills himself because he can't go back he's terrified yeah so like i wouldn't imagine he'd find the time between doing his puzzle yeah. and getting in the bath to write this very heartfelt <laughs> they're, letter they're handwritten so he wrote five of them yeah like i he, feel like this would work... finish his puzzle though i will say it looks like he finished it <laughs> well you know priorities i mean i would finish my puzzle i'm just saying uh, so i feel like God. i'm trying to in my mind i'm trying to like make peace with this whole scene like there's yeah. no way i like the suicide like the i kill myself for a good cause thing yeah. like i think that is terrible i think this could have worked if it was like i don't know an old journal entry they found he wrote when he was a kid or just right. something because i do appreciate the amount of stan love that this movie gives considering he's not in a lot of it yeah but they keep acknowledging that he's like an important member of the group yeah is he i mean in the first movie he's one of the losers that's not nothing yeah, yeah. <laughs> does he do anything I don't. I feel like most of the first movie he didn't. Did he, cusses, he do? He cusses out his rabbi. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I enjoyed that part. Yeah, the creepy painting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I. 
I hate and love that letter, and I think the parts I hate are justified. I'll be honest, I completely tuned out for the whole spiel. Like, I just was like, I think at that point I was like getting up to stretch, and I was like, <laughs> all right, so, and then, I don't know. I think that was like when I had one of those moments where I was like, James McAvoy, what are you doing in your life right now? <laughs> Wait, uh, like, how so? <laughs> you're such a good actor. Why are you like belittering Sub subjecting yourself to, to this. this like why <laughs> why but it's not overall it's not the worst movie the worst been movie. in to be honest yeah. no it's true but i yeah. i still was a little sad yeah no i i i think there's something about those real cheesy voiceovers that just and, and it starts there's with a, a cheesy voiceover voice too yeah my, mike's voiceover in the beginning i just felt was pretty heavy-handed also you know i don't yeah. know this is where you don't. and i differ ben like i you love like, a good voiceover. Yeah, like I, I don't always hate, um, like, you know, heart on the sleeve kind of things. Yeah, <laughs> like, I do. Uh, so my favorite song lyrics are just like very plain and uh, overexplanatory. Yeah, <laughs> so and I, I mean, like, I feel like I can just enjoy both worlds. Yeah, and you know, I, I kind of admire you for that. That that maybe maybe I maybe I have a problem that I don't like. You know, I I just I. Like when things are sentimental and and kind of gooey, I'm just like eh, no. And Carrie just reinforces that because Carrie also hates it. <laughs> so it's not like we don't balance each other out. We're both like fuck this stupid fucking voiceover. So right, I'm we'll gonna just, I'm we'll gonna be to honest. <laughs> the few times that like movies do get me, like if I'm watching like a rom com and I'm like, God damn it, I am a girl because I'm crying right now. <laughs> Like, I really beat myself up. I'm like, why am I crying? <laughs> and I, like, freak out. So, yeah. But, like, this movie, I kept rolling my eyes. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> fuck you guys and your underwater kiss and this stupid letter. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, but the, the parts, even while I was rolling my eyes at some parts, I didn't get angry about that either. I was just kind of like, ah, you movie. Yeah. So, Tyler yeah. is a romantic, and we yeah. are, like... Cynics. Oh, yes. Like... <laughs> big poop <laughs> oh just god you should read you should read stuff i wrote as a teenager if you think oh I'm a, no I'm, if you think i'm a romantic Ooh. now <laughs> yeah. i don't know if we could be friends anymore no that's that's why the stuff's on my old hard drive never to be right. seen right 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 i i mean i think i have some of that stuff too but you know i'll never i'll never tell anyone I do. yeah i'll never show anyone I, I I think I and I I burned that part of myself a long time ago. I think Who I was writing you, like <laughs> <laughs> I think I was writing like Sylvia Plath esque from the time I was like thirteen yeah, to yeah. like now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so it's about wrap up time, and we have two questions that we need to answer first. Is this NPR, what happened to your voice? <laughs> first, was this movie scary? I'll go first. <laughs> I think no i feel like <laughs> i'm just gonna end it there i f no my i feel like this movie was successful in a lot of areas but not in the scary area like it was almost more yeah. of like a uh like i think on the last episode you described dr sleep as more of like a kind of emotional fantasy kind of yeah. thing and i feel like this movie was in a similar area did we say that or did ian say that because that sounds like something ian would say true <laughs> one of you said it. i don't know i was working while listening to it <laughs> it was probably ian uh, but yeah no, was I too feel smart like for us <laughs> yeah it's very much more like a epic fantasy it was more like an epic fantasy kind of feel than a straight-up horror to me yeah 
Yeah, I'm personally I don't find it scary. I think that there are some uh there's some scares, but I mean I didn't think the first one was scary either and a lot of people did like jump and scares for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So which always get me even though I but, hate them. Me yeah. too. But I think I would agree. I I, I think this movie feels to me a lot like the first one where it's it's kind of like that fun house feel or or scary uh like a like a haunted house type feel where you walk through it and i don't know stuff flies out at you but you know it's not real so you're kind of just like huh, that was cool like, <laughs> oh, oh did you see that honey yeah yeah like whoa huh, that was cool um that, that was that's kind of freaky i really but... got my heart palpitating yeah <laughs> It's what you want. You want those palpitations. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I, th I think it's probably scary for some people. It's not scary for me. I, th I think I would also just say no. I didn't say no. It's not, it's not scary. Yeah. I'm gonna also say no. I feel like what they say multiple times in this movie is the reason why it's a no for me, and that's because it's just like a nice fluffy bow tie ending yeah so i'm like eh, bow tie you know i mean like a bow on a package yes, not like I a bow there. on your neck yeah, it was yeah, yeah it was like a the a journey with the character is more than like the disturbing or scary yeah. yeah agreed yeah yeah i forgot to mention my favorite my other favorite moment except for the bill hater part it's another image that i just really enjoyed it's when it involves bill hater it's when he's the adult version of himself running running from pennywise in the park and pennywise is just standing there and he goes come back and play with the clown and his face starts to melt and like kind of like droop on the sides i just really loved again the kind of dreamlike uh nightmare imagery of just a melting clown being like play with the clown <laughs> i saw that whole Ma, scene i saw that, the clown, that whole scene in general i think i whole scene in general I, th I thought really worked because it was it was touching on like a real like deep fear that a character like richie might yeah. have yeah i agree yeah we didn't really touch on that whole thing because there's there, a lot happens in this movie but i i think that's one of the more powerful aspects of the movie and richie's character in particular yeah and that was you made know. up for the movie which i really liked yep yep yeah yeah so i enjoyed that that whole subplot i was just thinking about uh the giant paul bunyan because yeah. so that would have scared me as a kid because so <laughs> there's like in my hometown there's like um this big shoe company it's out of business now they had like this billboard that had like a giant red shoe it was like an 80s high heel right and i remember because i was a kid and i remember being like does a giant own that shoe and are they gonna come <laughs> stop on the town so like to me it's amazing like that was the one time where i was like that's kid logic that's yeah. scary i get it yeah <laughs> yeah so totally <laughs> yeah. that's awesome yeah all right uh our second question does this movie have lasting appeal I, yeah i think so i think so too i think so threefold because anyone who's been in a hot topic uh, in, the, in, the, in the past, anyone who's been on a hot topic in the past three years has seen a whole corner dedicated to Pennywise. Yeah. Uh, so this movie was an immediate classic uh, for like a modern audience. 
Good job, Bill Sarsgaard. Yeah. And and look at so let's let's look at the uh, scores that we have. So Rotten Tomatoes critic score sixty three percent, which I think is kind of low actually. Um, I'm surprised that it's not in the seventies at least. Rotten Tomatoes audience score seventy eight percent. I, I kind of expect it to be right around that point, 78, 75. Yeah, because as we talked, there were some audiences who were uh, not as pleased with the sequel. Yep. yep. It got, I, I think it got kind of lukewarm, mediocre. Like, when people saw this before us, because we don't go opening weekend, people were like, eh, it was okay. It's not as good as the first one because it doesn't have the kids as much. Like, really that original was... thought, not as good as the first one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. IMDb score 6.5 out of 10 because IMDb people are assholes. That actually, right, so like, makes sense to me. So that's kind of similar. That's yeah. in the same range as 63% and yeah. 78. I still think it's a little bit low. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I, I get it. I think I would have gone with at least, like, an. Personally, I might have gone with an 8. Yeah. I, I think I would too. This movie ma- didn't make me seven mad, really, at any yeah. point. Yeah, I'd probably do more like a seven just because, you know, it does have some moments that I'm like, meh. But the next we get into the real uh, meat and potatoes here. Yeah. (laughs) Budget, seventy nine million dollars. That is that is uh, a whole lot more than most of the movies that we talk about on this podcast. How much of that did James went to James McAvoy? Most of (laughs) seventy million dollars went to James McAvoy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of that probably just went to the cast, you know, Um, but certainly a lot of effects uh in this movie i think i read that there were oh god i don't even know three or four maybe more different effects companies did work on this movie so tons of of cgi and stuff um did you think the cgi was better in this one than the first one i thought it was worse yes I thought so I I think most of the CGI went to the spider at the end and then they used what they had left over or the time that they had left over uh, for the other ones and they didn't look quite as good. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Because, yeah, the spider at the end was fine. It was like all the other stuff where I was like, this looks really bad CGI. Yeah. The the troll lady looked real fake. Speaking of the old lady, I want to say quick, uh, the old lady monster and the leper were played by one of my favorite monster actors named Javier Botet. I have no idea who that is. He's this... How uh, do you get to be a, a monster actor? Uh, he has this condition that makes him really tall and real thin. Oh, so damn it. The leper, so when you do see that. the leper come out and he's all skinny, that's just his body. Holy Whoa. shit. Yeah, he was also in the movie Wreck, uh, The Conjuring 2. He does a lot of stuff. Nice. Huh. Interesting. Well... The next most important numbers here. So that was the budget, $79 million. USA gross was $211.5 million. Wow-wee. The worldwide gross, $684 million. That's Holy like, shit. That's headache-inducingly a lot. <laughs> a lot of money. Well, we all added to like 40 bucks to that, yeah. so... <laughs> <laughs> that's right yep uh like i just have to emphasize how high these numbers are compared to the numbers we normally talk about like normally the the movies that we talk about on this show because they're horror movies are like f- 15 million for the budget tops and then it's like i made 40 million that's awesome real good 684 million dollars for a horror movie like that's like an 
incomprehensible number yeah, for me. This Holy is, shit. And this is pretty like impressive because this is it's like a mainstream movie, high budget. Yeah. And it's it makes back more than it's like half more than double its budget and is yeah. relatively well received. Like, yeah, that, and that's, it's, it's a uh, sequel to a horror movie. Yeah, too. that is pretty <laughs> impressive. Yeah. For sure. And and uh, Andy Muschietti, or however you say his name, he has said that he would be interested in exploring more It-related work. So What does that mean? Potentially <laughs> another movie that would be more like a spin-off or maybe even like a prequel or no. something like that. So. No. How about I'd like to see an It-less It sequel. Yeah. Where it's just the people. <laughs> Fodder. Fodder. <laughs> I think it'd be really daring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. darying. Eh, eh. I want. I, I do want to say because it's related to the promotion for the movie, which I also thought was uh, like people should take note of how this movie was promoted because it did really well. But for it, chapter two, the promotion, the posters all said it, the final chapter, and I was, and I just had to think, it's hasn't it only been one chapter, right? <laughs> like. I don't know if we can say the final chapter when this is just the second one. Well, I also felt that way about about chapter two, where I'm like, but the first one wasn't called chapter one. And then right. are there going to be how many? Cha Normally you have more than two chapters. My Whatever. My favorite joke when the first one came out was like, I think it's really cool. They're adapting the book chapter by chapter. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was my favorite joke I made that no one laughed at. We just laughed. We did. We, we did. did. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, I think we all agree that this movie has appeal. I think this is this is the imagery, this, the scares, whatever. Is, they don't all work, but there's a lot here. And I think a lot of it is it's kind of archetypal where a lot of that imagery because it's so like kid logic and nightmare logic that it just works like it hits that weird place in between imagination and fear where it's just like Bleh, what is that like babies coming out of fortune cookies i don't know what is that you're yeah. hung up on that baby coming out of the fortune it's just cookie. so random it really you got know? me the second viewing too i'm just like what? i don't remember that. why do i remember that more that's fucking weird yeah right it's super weird so now it's time for the part in the episode where we ask our listeners a question and if you answer on social media we'll go over your answers during the next episode all right so it takes the form of a person's worst fear, and particularly, especially in the first movie, really, uh, it, it takes the, sh the form of their childhood fears. So the question is, what form would it take if it was going to come after you? Do you want me to go first? Yeah. You're looking at me. <laughs> Carrie, what, what form would it, it would, I mean, it would take a giant, the form of a giant shoe. Right? <laughs> yes, a red high heel stiletto. <laughs> now, is it yeah. the giant shoe or the giant who owns the shoe? Both. <laughs> yeah. She's looking for her other shoe. That I mean, I get it, girl. Have you seen um, my shoe? Yeah, I get it. Uh, <laughs> um, no, so I I had prep for this, so I I I've thought about it. Um, so I used to have this reoccurring nightmare. Uh, I had a couple of reoccurring nightmares actually as a kid, but one of them was about a fucking baboon who yeah uh bit like um 
Carrie does not like monkeys. I don't like monkeys, and I particularly don't like baboons because they're we nasty talk little about fuckers. Because um, I too dislike monkeys. Yes, you're like the only other person I know. <laughs> baboons are terrifying. Yes. They're terrifying. Actually, I know there's three of us that I know, but uh, I'm not the third person. No, by the way. dozens of us. Dozens. <laughs> it's time to start a revolution. Okay. Um, no, so it, I've, I'm terrified of most monkeys, oh, no, all monkeys, especially baboons, like their teeth, their, so even as an adult, if a giant or regular baboon was charging to, towards me, I would be freaking the fuck out and you would see me like screaming. I don't scream. I would be screaming and like trying to climb up stuff, yeah. but monkeys can climb. So I'd be screwed. Like I would be freaking out. I feel like even when we go to the zoo and we're near the monkeys, you're like, I don't know. You're like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like the first time we went to a zoo, I had to be like, come on, here. No, look, it's just cool. It's just sitting there. And you're like, nah. you don't know, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> this glass isn't thick enough to hold me, <laughs> to hold it from me. But then yeah. I like go no, stand legit, right though. next to the lion. That's like growling yes. at the glass. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's a cat. Whatever. Yes, cat. <laughs> oh, no kitty. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Fucking. No, that's legit, though. I uh, 100% baboons are pretty terrifying, so I get that. Um, their, their teeth. I, I also had a little bit of prep for this one. So for me, I used to be real freaked out by, like, in horror movies, if something happened with mirrors, you know, or where something's standing behind somebody in the mirror, or in particular, I had this huge fear that I was going to look in the mirror and my reflection would be evil and i had this dream i don't know if it was recurring but i feel like i had a lot of horror themed like nightmares relating to this type of moment but looking up and my reflection had like an evil grin and had to try to run away um do you get triggered after a lot of horror movies no because that's like an every horror yeah that's all that's a very common trope i mean i I th here's the thing with when you're a horror movie fan I think you get desensitized true and I also write horror so true. I will say before I started to deep dive into horror more and in particular before I started writing horror more horror movies and books freaked me out a lot more and so I think by writing it by embracing it you become less scared of it I'm not going to start writing about monkeys. You should write about those baboons. No, no. <laughs> write your baboon book. Some things are better left alone. Your book of poetry is going to be called How I Learned to... Love my well, inner baboon. My inner baboon. <laughs> I'm a baboozled. Ooh. Oh, man, yes. There Nailed you go. it. <laughs> oh, God. That's fantastic. That was great. Uh, yep, there you go. All right. Um. So, yeah, I think it would be something. It, it would come after me as, like, an evil reflection of myself coming out of the mirror. I think that's what would, what would happen. Uh, so, Tyler, what do you think? What would, what would it come at you as? Oh, easy. Bees. Aww. Really? Freaked out of bees. I don't know if I don't know like, if like is there a particular type of bee, like a wasp? Wasp, or... wasp okay. definitely more than others, but any type of bee freaks me out. Uh, has since I was a kid, just because uh, I had this like insect book as a kid, and like open it, and there's a zoomed in photo of a bee sting, and it just looks enormous. Mm. And yeah, yeah. So I was definitely afraid of bees. I didn't get, and I finally got stung by one. Uh, when I was like 12 and it was as bad as I thought. <laughs> and in fact, 
recently. <laughs> it confirms my fear. <laughs> and no. I was like, no, I get like, like my heart gets racing if a bee's nearby. Uh, if, if I'm outside and one's around, I will just run. Aww. And in fact, I lived out one of my worst nightmares a few weeks ago in that a bee was in the sleeve of my sweater. Aww. And so I was like, there's a bee in my shirt. And I just like, ripped it off and ran. <laughs> Tyler, so oh, yeah. if it makes you feel better, uh, bees usually like me. So they'll, they'll come for me and not you and you can run away. Yeah, or I just won't be around you, so I don't risk <laughs> yeah. seeing a bee now that I know, know that. But no, yeah. definitely, I don't... Actually, spiders like me more than bees. That's true. I Yeah, weird. I don't mind spiders. Yeah. But bees, fuck no. So if it came at me as a bee, I'm not sure if it would be... I don't know if a giant bee would be scarier than just a bunch of regular bees. I'm just picturing the, the watch... Cheerio bee, just Ooh, like... Can we watch Wasp Woman? now oh man i love that oh yeah. so good it's like a 1950s movie called so good. The, wasp, the wasp woman where so good. she becomes this she turns into a wasp similar to the fly the fly yeah yeah, so since, good so bad good <laughs> so good so since actually since it tends to exaggerate your fears when it comes to you I, it'd probably be a giant wasp yeah, probably. Rather than a bunch of regular ones. And then if you tried to hit it or something, it would explode into a swarm of wasps. Ugh. That's what would happen. Yeah. So yeah, easy answer to that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. Okay. Well, I think it's about time uh, to wrap up. So before we go, Tyler, is there anything you want to tell our listeners about? Ah, yes. Well, if you if you listen to my Pet Cemetery episode, you might know that one of my favorite side hobbies is acting. So I'm doing nothing right now. So I'm so I have nothing to plug. Yeah. <laughs> have any PSAs? Wear your seatbelts. Uh, wear your masks. Uh, don't leave the house except for groceries. Be safe, everybody. Um, let's make this thing go away. The thing that you're talking about is it. Yes. <laughs> we if we can bully, we gotta just this bully COVID, COVID and then rip its heart out. <laughs> You're a fucking clown while wearing a mask. That's important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. My Twitter's funny sometimes. Uh, you can check that out. It's just my name. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll we'll put your Twitter in our link for this episode, and people got to check it out. And that's my story. So I think we're <laughs> I think we're coming to the end. All right. Okay, so uh, that's it for this episode of Last Year's Horror. But before you go, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for news and announcements. Yay! Thank Yay. you, Tyler, for coming on the show. Been tons of fun. Oh, the honor is mine. Until next time. Bye. 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 Bye.